Hello, welcome to the servative hour. What does servative mean? It means the opposite of conservative. So this is uh, an anti-conservative. I'm Brian Mary, host of the show. And the topic for this March 7th, 2023 is Who Didn't Know Children Worked in Nebraska Slaughterhouses? Articles, if I'd looked for them. But certainly, if had been asked, and knowing that many illegal labor practices and health and safety practices go on in the meat packing plants as well as many other industries, I would have to say that I wouldn't be surprised by it, and I might even say I would uh, certainly suspect it. But indeed, this is the case. And as far as uh, who didn't know children worked in Nebraska slaughterhouses, from reading the stories, I'd say everyone knew, but they all looked the other way, or mostly all looked the other way. The schools knew, their fellow students, their teachers, certainly their fellow workers knew, as they saw the children working around the slaughterhouse. And it's not just the slaughterhouses in Nebraska, it's dangerous, dirty work all across the country in many industries. So, who didn't know children worked in Nebraska slaughterhouses? That's the question and the topic. And it's gotten a lot of attention. Nebraska, when Nebraska has been in the news, what has it been for? Well, it's been for Jeff Fortenberry uh, lying and being convicted of lying about receiving illegal campaign cash. It's been about Charles Herbster, one of those who was in the room when the insurrection was being planned and certainly still intent on such activities. Uh, and it's about how he was uh, suing and being sued for uh, allegedly being a groper. Lots of allegations by lots of people. He didn't win the primary, though, but he hasn't given up. And what else for Nebraska? Well, I know there were some other things. But usually when Nebraska has come up to national, international news, it has not been good. I'll look up some of those other things when I take a break. But this headline from the Washington Post, a cleaning company illegally employed a 13-year-old. Her family is paying the price. One of 27 miners hired to clean a Nebraska slaughterhouse, Fuller and her family, now fear deportation and more. It's by Maria Sacchetti and Lauren Kaori Gurley from March 3rd, 2023. At 13, she was too young to be cleaning a meatpacking plant in the heart of Nebraska cattle country, working the graveyard shift 
amid the brisket saws and the bone cutters. The cleaning company broke the law when it hired her, and more than two dozen other teenagers in this gritty industrial town, federal officials said. Since the U.S. Department of Labor raided the plant in October, Packers Sanitation Services, a contractor hired to clean the facility has been fined for violating child labor laws. The girl, meanwhile, has watched her whole life unravel. For night, a violation of state child labor laws. Her mother also faces jail time for securing the fake papers that got the child the job in the first place. And her parents are terrified of being sent back to Guatemala, the country they left several years ago in search of a better life. I have no words, the mother said last month, sobbing in the doorway of their pale peach house, hours after police had led her husband away in handcuffs. The girl, now 14, hugged her mother and struggled to describe how she felt. Quote, Bad, she said, finally. A sweeping investigation of Packers found 102 teens, aged 13 to 17, scouring slaughterhouses in eight states, part of a growing wave of child workers, illegally hired to fill jobs in some of the nation's most dangerous industries. Driven in part by persistent labor shortages and record numbers of unaccompanied migrant minors arriving from Central America, child labor violations have nearly quadrupled since 2015, according to Labor Department data, spiking in Have Labor's civil probe, a spokesperson said. And the Biden administration this week pledged a broader crackdown, but the fallout in Grand Island illustrates the painful complexity of enforcing the nation's child labor laws. <coughs> Packers has faced no criminal charges, despite evidence that it failed to take basic steps to verify the age of its young employees. Last month, it quickly resolved the case by paying a $1.5 million civil fine. The families of teen workers, by contrast, have been exposed to child abuse charges and potential deportation. None have applied for work permits, and the protection against deportation that is of how tied to the meatpacking industry. Since the October raid, some of the children are nowhere to be found dismissed from their jobs and no longer in school, according to two school employees. Migrant advocates say Labor Department officials raided the Grand Island plant with no plan for making sure all the children were safe and then declined to provide the children's names to organizations that could have helped them. Quote, It's maddening, said Audrey Lutz, a former director of the nonprofit Multicultural Coalition, which provides services to immigrants. Quote, we have no idea where they are. The Grand Island teens had been hired to scour blood and beef fat from the slippery kill floor, using high-pressure hoses, scalding water, and industrial foam and acids, according to the Labor Department in federal court records. They sanitized electric knives, fat skinners, and 190-pound saws used to split cow carcasses. According to court records, some students suffered chemical burns and were so sleep-deprived after working night shifts that they dozed off in classes, according to a local prosecutor and court records.
Sector's officials said they have dismissed all the minor workers and fired two managers in Grand Island. They accused, quote, rogue individuals, unquote, of using counterfeit documents to prove that the children were of legal age and emphasized that the 102 workers made up a tiny share of the company's 17,000-member workforce. The full statement from Packers is available here, and it has a link there in the ad. <clears throat> Quote, As parents and citizens, we don't want a single person under 18 working for Packers, period, spokeswoman Gina Swenson said in an email. Quote, our company has a strong corporate commitment to our zero-tolerance policy against employing anyone under the age of 18, Swenson added. As soon as we became aware of the Labor Department's allegations, we conducted multiple additional audits of our employee base and hired a third-party law firm to review and help further strengthen our policies in this area, among numerous other steps. End quote. <clears throat> Packers is owned by Blackstone, one of the world's largest private equity firms, which is valued in the market at more than $100 billion. A Blackstone official said that the company, too, opposes child labor and is, quote, pleased that PSSI has resolved this matter with the Department of Labor, end quote. The Grand Island Meatpacking Plant is owned by Brazil-based JBS, one of the world's biggest beef producers, which owns two other plants where children worked. In 2016, the Brazilian government fined JBS for illegally employing children, and in 2021, a Brazilian anti-slavery group accused the company of buying cattle from ranches that used slave labor. None of the children in the Packers case were hired directly by the beef company. They all worked for Packers, a third-party contractor, said JBS spokeswoman Nikki Richardson. She said JBS has served severed contracts with Packers in Grand Island and Worthington, Minnesota. JBS has faced no penalties in the case. Quote, JBS USA has zero tolerance for child labor, Richardson said. Quote, we expect and contractually require our vendors to adhere to the same high standards that we apply to the screening and eligibility of our own workforce. End quote. Since 1938, U.S. federal law has prohibited employers to hire people under age 18 to work in certain hazardous occupations. It also prohibits children under 16 from working long hours or late at night. The growth in violations comes at a moment of extraordinary scarcity in the labor market. The national unemployment rate fell to 3.4% in January the lowest since 1969, and it's even lower in places such as Nebraska. In COVID-ravaged industries such as meatpacking, employers have struggled to fill vacancies, prompting lawmakers in Iowa and Minnesota recently to propose lowering the legal age at which teens may work in some dangerous jobs. 
quote. See, they want to make child labor legal <clears throat> in dangerous jobs. Quote, we have never in my memory found the type of violations that are being found in hazardous occupations, said David Whale, a professor of social policy and management at Brandeis University, who was a top labor official in the Obama administration. Quote, it's outrageous. End quote. The Labor Department does not track how many child workers are immigrants, saying that it is not relevant to its investigations, but advocates and industry watchdogs say immigration is a key factor in the increase. The girl in Grand Island, who spoke on the condition of anonymity for fear of retaliation in the community, is among a record number of unaccompanied minors arriving at the southern border, nearly half from Guatemala since the Biden administration exempted them from a pandemic policy that expels migrants who cross illegally. Critics say the exemption is encouraging young people to head north with many settling in rural areas in desperate need of workers. Grand Island, a town of 52,000 on the Nebraska Plains, has received roughly 260 unaccompanied minors since 2019, according to the Department of Health and Human Services, which is responsible for placing unaccompanied minors with parents or guardians in the United States. The girl arrived in 2021 from Joya B... Joya by Baj... Joya Baj? Close enough. A poverty-stricken municipality in the Guatemalan highlands, the girl and her older sister had been living with grandparents since 2016 when their mother left for Grand Island, where she works 3 p.m. to midnight as a JBS meat cutter. After five years, she paid smugglers to bring her daughter north. Uh, the daughter worked at the plant for barely three months, from June 1st to August 22nd, 2022, emptying trash and cleaning sinks. The job came to an abrupt end after a nurse at Walnut Middle School found chemical burn, burns, blisters, and open wounds on her hands and one knee, according to county prosecutors. At the time, the girl said the wounds had been caused by clean, cleaning chemicals that soaked through her gloves and clothes. Packers officials said internal records show no report of such injuries. <clears throat> of course. The school alerted local authorities who had received previous reports of children working at the plant. In 2016, Grand Island Police were called to Walnut Middle School to investigate a 14-year-old student with injured hands, police records show. Local prosecutor Sarah Heinrichs said she reviewed a March 2022 report about another 14-year-old girl who fell asleep in class after working the night shift cleaning the JBS facility. In the 2022 case, the girl told authorities she was abused and forced to work for Packers to repay an $8,000 bill for smuggling her north from Guatemala. Her uncle pleaded no contest to felony child abuse and is awaiting sentencing, and the aunt has yet to enter a plea. In an interview, she denied mistreating the girl. Packers said the company was not alerted to either incident. Grand Island Police said they forwarded... forwarded the 2016 report to the Labor Department, but federal investigators say they have no record of that. The Labor Department staged the October Rainbow Ledo 
said she and other investigators had no trouble spotting underage workers when they searched the Grand Island plant. Many were suited up in green rubber overalls, steel-toed boots, gloves, hard hats, and goggles, a clear sign that the job was hazardous. Some of the teens worked more than 40 hours a week in close contact with a multiple multitude of adult employees, the Labor Department said in court records. Supervisors trained them for weeks. Security guards greeted them each night at the door. Co-workers did calisthenics with them before each shift and ate meals with them in the cafeteria. Quote, You've got people within the community seeing them coming and going late at night and arriving to school, Riboldo said. All I keep thinking is, how did this happen? How did no one say anything? End quote. <clears throat> one former Packers worker who witnessed the raid told Post that his young colleagues sometimes joked about their fake identities. He recalled one particularly childlike worker who claimed to be 37. The former worker spoke on the condition of anonymity for fear of harming his prospects for future employment. Swenson, the Packers' spokesperson, said the company policy requires workers to report suspicions of identity fraud so the company can investigate and terminate minor workers. She said the company was tricked into hiring the children, calling identity fraud the, quote, only way to circumvent Packers' rigorous process of checking all new hires through the government's e-verify system. Yeah, fake papers are a common hazard for employers. In January, a federal judge sentenced a Grand Island man from Guatemala to 15 months in federal prison for selling counterfeit driver's licenses and social security cards. It is unclear whether the man, who will be deported after serving his sentence, had any link to the Packers' case. Indeed, the provenance of the fake documents remains a mystery. The girl from Joyaba and her mother offered conflicting explanations of how the middle schooler obtained papers, saying she was 22. The mother told the Post a woman gave her daughter the documents. The girl said she got them at work. Local prosecutors have accused the mother of supplying the papers and confiscating the girl's earnings. Labor Department investigators said E-Verify is no shield against hiring child workers. The Internet-based system allows employers to check an applicant's eligibility to work, but does not verify age. Managers who are hiring workers are responsible for scrutinizing applicants' IDs. Officials said to make sure their faces match the photos and other identifying information. Packers also uses software that asks applicants to confirm that they are over 18. Several applicants declined to answer that question, labor officials said, causing the software to issue warnings that Packers disregarded. Quote, they're doing a lot of blaming of documents, but they've demonstrated that they would not have been looking regardless said Michael Lazeri, Chicago Regional Administrator of the Labor Department Wage and Hour Division, which led the investigation. The Packers spokesperson said that the federal government promotes E-Verify as the best way to check identities, but it is just, quote, one among a comprehensive set of tools we use to enforce our absolute prohibition against employing anyone under the age of 18, Swenson said. 
In response to the allegations, Swenson pointed to a sworn statement from Paul DeCamp, a former Labor Department official who oversaw child labor investigations during the George W. Bush administration. DeCamp, who has been retained by Packers as an expert witness, wrote that the department had investigated Packers at least a dozen times since 2010 without finding any child labor violations a sign that the company generally complies with federal law and that, quote, there is in no sense a broad, there is in no sense a broad practice at the company of hiring minors, end quote. Well, I'd say the, the uh, fact of this happening at uh, many plants and many other industries across the country would uh, make that into a bit of a joke. Packers officials said labor had given them the names of only 23 of the 102 miners. Quote, the remaining 79 were not disclosed to us because they were allegedly former employees, Swenson said. Our audits and DOL's investigation confirmed that none of the individuals DOL, that's the Department of Labor, cited as under the age of 18, work for the company today, and many had separated from employment with PSSI multiple years ago, end quote. <clears throat> labor officials said they declined to give Packers all 102 names for fear of retaliation against the children or their relatives. Instead, Lazari said investigators instructed the company to find them. Quote, it's really up to them to figure that out, he said. Lazari said investigators observed numerous Packers workers who appeared to be underage at the plant, far more than the 102 identified. Based on surveillance photos and investigator observations, he said the actual number of teen workers could be, quote, five times as many. Investigators did not try to track down those additional children, he said, adding, quote, we can only confirm so much. Though Reboldo has the investigator called Packers, quote, the worst case that I've seen, the allegations of child labor have barely rippled the civic fabric of Grand Island. The matter has not come up at school board or city council meetings, minutes show, school officials, and most school board members declined to comment, while most city councilors did not respond to phone calls from the Post. Mayor Roger Steele, a Republican, declined to be interviewed. Vaughn Minton, a former city councilor who left office in December, said the said reaction was muted because JBS immediately fired Packers. Quote, the meatpacking plant did all the changes they were required to make, he said. Grand Island City Councilor Jack Sherrod offered another reason for the silence. Quote, it's embarrassing for any community to be attached to something like this, Sherrod said. I've tried to help make our community better about being more tolerant and open to immigrants, immigrant families, people who don't look just like me. A lot of us are embarrassed it happened here, end quote. Yes, how embarrassing. Something being found out that they all knew. Grand Island is predominantly white. Immigrants make up about 16% of the local population. In interviews with more than two dozen residents, business owners, church leaders, and lawyers, many said rumors of child labor at the meatpacking plant had circulated for years, long before JBS bought the plant in 2007 after an immigration raid upended the city. 
former school board member, Carlos Barcinas Jr., said he remembers a small number of classmates cleaning the plant at night when he was in high school in 1998. Another Grand Island resident, a migrant from Honduras, who spoke on the condition of anonymity to avoid being deported, said he cleaned the meatpacking plant at night in 2002 when he was 17. Quote, I wasn't the only one who worked there. There were many miners, said the man, who recalled blasting carcasses on the plant floor with chemicals for $14 an hour and napping between classes in the high school cafeteria. He said he quit after six months. Quote, I don't understand how these children today could have done something like this because it's really tough, he said, working all night in a difficult place and then going to school. JBS has since donated millions for city, preser- city preschool, a high school medical program, food banks, and a new bike path that leads to the, to the plant. The company is widely viewed as a civic leader. While none of the 27 children identified by labor investigators still work at the plant, it is unclear what happened to most of them. Only about a dozen were enrolled in school, according to community advocates and school staffers. Immediately after the raid, some skipped school for days to avoid talking to investigators. At least four have since dropped out, according to a school employee with direct knowledge of the situation, speaking on the condition of anonymity because they were not authorized to discuss the case. Two of those students have fled town, the employee said, adding, quote, When the authorities came, the kids thought they would be taken away or deported. Labor officials said they tried to help the child workers by referring them to the schools and to other federal agencies such as HHS. They also asked the Department of Homeland Security to consider work permits and protection from deportation for current and former Packers employees. A DHS official said the department welcomes applications, but that so far none have been received. However, caring for the minors is not part of the Labor Department's mission. Labor officials said, quote, I hope that they're safe. I hope that if they're working, that they're working under safe conditions, Reboldo said. But I don't know, end quote. The lack of follow-up has frustrated immigrant advocates. The Immigrants Legal Center of Nebraska asked the Department of Labor to identify the child workers so that the center could provide legal assistance and help them to apply for federal aid. Labor declined, citing the children's privacy rights, said the center's executive director, Eric Omar. Quote, We are here to help, but we can't help if we don't know who the kids are, Omar said. And it's time for station identification. This is KZUM Lincoln and KZUM HD 89.3 FM, KZUM.org online. Okay, uh, so then back to the article to finish it up. As potential victims of human trafficking, the underage workers also may be entitled to federal assistance buying groceries and paying rent, said HHS spokeswoman Alyssa Jones. Uh, the mother of the girl from Joyaba said her daughter received a letter offering such aid, but the mother, who said she cannot read or write in any language, language said she was afraid the government would take her children away if the family accepted the money. Already, the mother faces charges of child abuse for allowing the girl to work at Packers. She has pleaded guilty and faces up to one year in jail. Her $24-an-hour job at JBS, with paid holiday and benefits she had hoped to keep forever, is at stake. <laughs> 
<clears throat> One blustery day last month, the girl's stepfather, Manuel de la Cruz, arrived at the co county courthouse in downtown Grand Island for sentencing in his own misdemeanor case. He had pleaded guilty to violating child labor laws by driving the middle schooler to a dangerous job, a charge that carries a maximum penalty of six months in jail. His lawyer asked the judge to impose a fine. The judge, Arthur Wenzel, called the case, quote, extremely difficult. He accused Packers of, quote, forcing young children to work on a kill floor. He blamed the girl's mother for obtaining the fake papers and collecting her pay. And he blamed, quote, the elephant in the room, JBS, for hiring a cleaning company such as this. That's a quote. Blame them for, quote, for hiring a cleaning company such as this, quote. However, Mr. De La Cruz, you are also at fault, the judge said, to have a 14-year-old daughter employed eight hours before she is expected to attend school under dangerous circumstances simply could not be condoned by this court. The judge sentenced De La Cruz to 30 days, days in jail. After serving his time, court records show he could be deported, though his through his lawyer, he declined to comment. An officer's handcuffs clicked open at the back of the courtroom. De La Cruz's 19-year-old stepdaughter sobbed. Outside, his wife and young children watched as he was led away. The 14-year-old girl did not attend the hearing. For the moment, at least, she was still at school. And uh, I did a little skipping, but not much in that article. Maybe I shouldn't have read the whole thing, but I did. But if you want to also read the parts that I skipped over, that uh, can be found under the headline. Do a more rapid scroll up. Long, long article. A cleaning company illegally employed a 13-year-old. Her family is paying the price. That's from WashingtonPost.com. Now, on any topic... When uh, doing a fact check on the conservative movement, I always look for the lie. What lie is being told? And in the case of immigration, uh, in uh, taking in refugees or even calling it illegal immigration, the lie is, maybe you've heard this one, we just want them to come legally. We're all for immigration, as long as it's legal immigration. Well, that's the big lie I always like to bring up whenever this is the topic, because actually, uh, from Cato.org, the Cato Institute, from January 20th, 2021, President Trump reduced legal immigration. He did not reduce illegal immigration. Well, this might be news to you. It's by Alex Naurach. Difficult name to pronounce. President Trump entered the White House with the goal of reducing legal immigration by 63%. Trump was wildly successful in reducing legal immigration. By November 2020, the Trump administration reduced the number of green cards issued to people abroad by at least 418,453, and the number of non-immigrant visas by at least 11,178,668 during his first term through November 2020. 
President Trump also entered the White House with the goal of eliminating illegal immigration. But Trump oversaw a virtual collapse in interior immigration enforcement and the stabilization of the illegal immigrant population. Thus, Trump succeeded in reducing legal immigration and failed to eliminate illegal immigration. And this is also, let's see how many paragraphs, oh, oh at least uh, a dozen, maybe ten. Uh, so I'll just leave it, since I've gone on with uh, one article too long already, for you to read yourself if you would uh, desire to do so. And that can be found under the headline, President Trump Reduced Legal Immigration, He Did Not Reduce Illegal Immigration. That's at uh, Cato.org. <clears throat> and that's true. They say, oh, we, we're all for immigration, just as long as it's legal immigration. Well, then why are you uh, reducing legal immigration? And from uh, Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia, on the immigration policy of Donald Trump, under the section Changes to Legal Immigration, the Trump administration embraced the Reforming American Immigration for a Strong Economy Act. That's the R-A-I-S-E, the RAISE Act, in August of 2017. The RAISE Act sought to reduce levels of legal immigration to the United States by 50%, by halving the halving, cutting in half the number of green cards issued, the bill would also impose a cap of fifty thousand refugee admissions a year, and would end the visa diversity lottery. The Raise Act did not receive a vote in the Senate. A separate bill to restrict legal immigration, supported by Trump, Cotton, and Purdue, was defeated in the Senate by a thirty-nine to sixty vote. And there was also an effort to end birthright citizenship. In 2015, prior to being elected to the presidency, Trump proposed rolling back birthright citizenship for U.S.-born children of illegal immigrants. And uh, under the Citizenship Clause of the 14th Amendment, all persons born on U.S. soil and subject to its jurisdiction are citizens. So, if that were repealed, then uh, generation after generation could be here and never be a citizen. Which would be fine with the uh, movement that calls itself conservative, because uh, the idea is to have people who uh, don't have rights, who can be exploited and abused. Slaves, really. Let's see, in a moment I'm going to read an article from the New York Times, uh, from no, actually from uh, wonket.com <clears throat> with the headline New York Times Exposé child, Migrant Child Laborers Taking U.S. Children's Dangerous Jobs. And the phone number is still 402-474-5086 if you'd like to call in, have any opinions or comments, or uh, would like to answer the question, who didn't know 
children worked in Nebraska slaughterhouses. While the song was on, someone called in, said that uh, what I was talking about remind them of the book by Upton Sinclair called The Jungle. And from Wikipedia, The Jungle is a 1906 work of narrative fiction by American muckraker novelist Upton Sinclair. Sinclair's primary purpose was in describing the uh, meat industry and its working conditions uh, in the United States and the uh, health and safety violations and unsanitary practices and, and such. And I mentioned that in uh, the New York Times article and in the Wonkett article about the New York Times article, it describes, I'll just read from it here, in a haunting set piece, Dreyer describes a high school history class in which the teacher who knows many of his students' work uh, discusses progressive era muckraker Jacob Rees and his journalism that exposed child labor abuses in front of a class where most of the kids were themselves exhausted from working at night and unable to pay attention. And... Uh, in the Wildcat article, it actually has a link where you can go to the New York Times article without uh, having to give anything to the New York Times. Anyway, the article from February 27th, 2023 by Dr. Zoom. New York Times expose, migrant child laborers taking U.S. children's dangerous jobs. Remember how we all laughed at Newt Gingrich and mocked him back in 2011 when he suggested maybe schools could save money by hiring children to do the janitorial work? Did that idiot think it was 1890 or something? But of course, since the Reagan years, Republicans and businesses have been doing everything in their power to recreate the Gilded Age, only with smartphones. And yes, indeed, that includes child labor. Just look at that 1909 photo up top, and it has a photo of child labor in the article. Replace the wooden shelves and cigar boxes with stainless steel conveyor belts and boxes of Cheerios, and make the girls Guatemalan 15-year-olds who are working the night shift at a factory in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And here we are again. <clears throat> Chances are extremely good that most of us are buying stuff made using child labor, right here in the USA, as the New York Times reports in a blockbuster investigation that calls to mind the muckraking journalism that helped end child labor back in the first Gilded Age. Times investigative reporter Hannah Dreyer and her team talked to more than 100 child laborers in 20 states and reviewed records that make it clear that this isn't just a matter of a few bad apples hiring migrant kids. The economy is shot through with underaged workers and virtually all the safeguards that were supposed to keep that from happening have fallen apart. And I'm going to leave off on that article since I'm running out of time. But I do have the original New York Times article, which is titled Alone and Exploited, Migrant Children, Migrant Children Work Br Brutal Jobs Across the U.S. And that's uh, from... February 25th, 2023, and I'll just read a couple of paragraphs here. 
Federal law bars miners from a long list of dangerous jobs, including roofing, meat processing, and commercial baking. Except on farms, children younger than 16 are not supposed to work for more than three hours or after 7 p.m. on school days. But these jobs, which are grueling and poorly paid and thus chronically short-staffed, are exactly where many migrant children are ending up. Adolescents are twice as likely as adults to be seriously injured at work, yet recently arrived preteens and teenagers are running industrial dough mixers, driving massive earth movers, and burning their hands on hot tar as they lay down roofing shingles, the Times found. Unaccompanied miners have had their legs torn off in factories and their spines shattered on construction sites, but most of these injuries go uncounted. The Labor Department tracks the deaths of foreign-born child workers, but no longer makes them public. Reviewing state and federal safety records and public reports, the Times found a dozen cases of young migrant workers killed since 2017, the last year the Labor Department reported any. The deaths include a 14-year-old food delivery worker who was hit by a car while on his bike at a Brooklyn intersection, a 16-year-old who was crushed under a 35-ton tractor scraper outside Atlanta, and a 15-year-old who fell 50 feet from a roof in Alabama where he was laying down shingles. And I'll just leave that there. Well, Joe Biden wants to kick 13-year-old slaughterhouse cleaners out of their jobs. This is also by Dr. Zoom. It's from March 1st, 2023, and of course on wonkit.com. As the U.S. staggers through its second gilded age, the legacy of decades of Republicans promising we'd all be better off if we just cut regulations on business while also getting government agencies that only get in the way of prosperity, we're once more seeing problems that a lot of people thought had been left behind a century ago, uh, like the horrors of child labor. Funny thing about capitalism, when you take away regulations that are supposed to keep people safe, the same old abuses come roaring right back. Perhaps the one consolidation, con- consolation is that we also have a muckraking journalists who expose the abuses. As the New York Times reported over the weekend, the USA is seeing a wave of exploitation of, child, of migrant children who shouldn't be working in dangerous full-time jobs, but who are, thanks to failures in government systems, meant to protect migrant children, chronic understaffing of the agencies that are supposed to protect child workers, and, of course, the tight post-pandemic labor market in which there are too many job openings and too few adult workers willing to work for the low wages employers are offering, these kids aren't hiding out from immigration authorities either. Most have been processed through the immigration system after surrendering at the border and are in the U.S. legally while their immigration cases move forward. Also fortunate, there's a pro-labor Democrat in the White House, and outrage over the Times story has prompted the Biden administration to take action to crack down on the abuses the investigation exposed. Quote, The White House laid out a host of new initiatives to investigate child labor violations among employers and improve the basic support that, mi- that migrant children receive when they are released to sponsors in the United States. 
Karen Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, called the revelations in the Times, quote, heartbreaking and completely unacceptable. As part of the new effort, the Department of Labor, which enforces these laws, said it would target not just the factories and suppliers that illegally employ children, but also the larger companies that have child labor in their supply chains. Migrant children often use false identification and find jobs through staffing agencies that do not verify their social security numbers. Companies have escaped fines in the past by blaming those agencies or other subcontractors when violations are discovered. The Labor Department announced Monday that it would lead an interagency task force to fight child labor in conjunction with the Department of Health and Human Services. The agencies pledged to make several reforms to keep migrant kids safe and out of dangerous jobs. Several of the steps announced in the statement will address shortcomings identified by the Times. And I'm afraid that's about all the time I have for this evening. So, this has been the Servative Hour. Thank you very much for listening. And good night to you all. <laughs>